welcome to the podcast. Every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Leadership Podcast. I'm Charlie McMahon, and I've got so much going on. Those of you who have been around Southbrook recently know we are launching the biggest initiative in my time here we've ever tried, and that is what we're calling Southbrook City Lights. And as a result of an extensive process this last year since April, we have torn our our structure down to the studs and that uh, we've been using Patrick Lencioni's The Advantage to ask ourselves the questions, why do we exist? How do we behave? What do we do? How will we succeed? What is most important right now and who will do what? And, and um, it's just been a rigorous, extensive, and it's a not finished process. But I want to share in these next two sessions with you uh, a timely resource for me. I think I may have mentioned in a previous podcast that Frank Crockett, who we've worked with for, um, gosh, since 1994, 95, I think 95, yeah, uh, here at Southbrook, Frank was our first student pastor. The final culmination of a process I've been through happened in December when he passed on a book to me by Jeff Henderson called Four, F-O-R, Four. And I've seen God's leadership in my life through the provision of the right people and the right products at the right time, the right point in time. That's where I've seen just leadership. And I look back and I go, wow, if I hadn't had that conversation with that person, if I hadn't read that book at that time, Sheesh, I don't know where I'd be, but I just see this in retrospect, as usually God's leadership is seen in retrospect. Uh, Wow, that was the right time. And this month, a dream that I had since 1984 died. It was in the process of dying, and it died this month. I shared this at Southbrook recently. Uh, Since 1984, I've had the dream of building a great church, and that dream is over, over. Down goes Frasia. That dream went down, and it's over, and that dream is to build a great church, and uh, it's replaced with a dream to build a great city, uh, Dayton, and a dream to be four people. And the final culmination in this process for me was this book, Four, by Jeff Henderson. He opens the book, as I'd mentioned, by talking about his conversation with Truett Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A. Jeff Henderson started his career in marketing with the Atlanta Braves, Major League Baseball franchise. He then worked for Chick-fil-A, where he helped lead the sports and beverage marketing efforts and he was taking Chick, uh, Truett Cathy, this founder and CEO of Chick-fil-A, to the airport one day. Chick-fil-A uh, was some, uh, you know, obviously very important to Truett Cathy. And Jeff Henderson was 
working for a man whose boss was Truett Cathy. So Jeff Henderson was pretty high up. And all Truett Cathy wanted to talk about was Jeff Henderson and his family. And that changed his life as he realized to lead a business is not to try to make a great business. It's try to be great for the people who are part of your business. And that changed his life. He left Chick-fil-A and joined North Point Ministries under Andy Stanley's leadership. And he helped start their Buckhead campus in Atlanta in 2003, I believe it was. I've been to Buckhead. Fantastic place. And the result of um, his journey has been this book, Four, and he asks, says there are two questions that will that that have to be answered. What do we want to be known for? And what are we known for? What do we want to be known for? That's our vision. It's our big idea. It's our niche. It's our it's our foothold in the marketplace. And we're the ones who answer that question. Okay. Is, is what are what are we known for? is then how the customer answers that. The customer's experience of our vision. And so the first question is, this is what we say we want to be known for. The second question's question is, what are we known for? And within those two questions is the secret to your impact, to your growth. When the answers to those two questions match, there is a dynamic that takes place. It is that simple and it is that hard. When what you want to be known for is actually what you are known for, your customers become your sales force because they tell others about you. Your marketing strategy actually is secondary to when you have a compelling vision, a compelling product, a compelling purpose, and customers actually experience that. They become the source of word of mouth advertising. But when there is a gap in those two questions, there's going to be a gap in sales, a gap in effectiveness, a slowdown of momentum. And the reality is every organization has a gap because there's no perfect organization. We all have our good days, we have our bad days. So the goal isn't perfection. The goal is, are we making progress to what do we be known for and what do we want to be known for and what are we known for? And so I, I realize Jeff Henderson spoke into me. I've never met Jeff, but I need to thank him because he spoke into me a reality that so often, and this is hard to admit, our organizations are somewhat innocently narcissistic. That you can go onto our websites, you can go onto our social media posts, and it's about, hey, come be with us and before us come hear our sermons this weekend come come do this for us and we're we're unknowingly in trying to build a great organization and trying to build a great church we are communicating that we are first for ourselves we are first for ourselves and that was the final nail in the coffin of my dream to build a great church it doesn't mean it was wrong. There's certainly worse things you can do, less noble ambitions you can have than build a great church for the honor of Christ. But this last quarter of my leadership 
what I want to be known for is something that I've always tried to approach preaching in this way. I am here for people. I want to I want to be known for we're for people because Christ came for people. And this was just the final uh, the final nail. You know, in marketing for years, there have always been the four P's of marketing, product, price, place, and promotion. But the reality is, the one thing that doesn't get talked about is, your, is the P of purpose. Why? Why do you do what you do? And what do you want to be known for? And I, I, I've, I've, I have such clarity on this uh, that I want to be a person and I want to lead an organization that really goes against the grain of the perspective people have, particularly, for example, on the church. So many people, for example, when it comes to Christians in the church, are very familiar with what the church, without Christians, are against. We're against this, we're against that. I do believe it's one of the reasons why Christianity is dying in America. But what if, what if we were unabashedly, we just, we said, you know what, we just want to connect you to each other and to God by our lives. And we want it, we want you to know that that's the only thing is this is we are for your kids. We are for your businesses. We are for your marriages. We are for your students. We are for your city. It's not about us, it's about you. And when that purpose has clarity in an organization, that organization is living on a definitive purpose. And that's what I want us to be. One of the stories Jeff Henderson shares is when he was in the headquarters of Zappos near Las Vegas a number of years ago. Zappos is, is uh, a huge success store. They went from zero to a billion dollars in sales of shoes and apparel in 10 years. Zero to a billion. And they, eventually they were bought by Amazon, as we will all be one day. I imagine Southbrook will be owned by Amazon at one point. But the Zappos CEO, Tony Shea, has he's done an amazing job creating clarity and focus around the question, what do we want to be known for? And Tony wanted Zappos to be known for delivering happiness. Not shoes, happiness. Delivering happiness is not one of the core tenets taught in business school. How do you measure happiness on a spreadsheet? But Tony knew that what most people want is happiness. And if Zappos could deliver happiness while delivering shoes, people might, up, might just end up ordering more of both. And happiness would actually end up on the spreadsheet. And he was right. In fact, uh, up to a billion dollars and still counting. And Jeff Henderson said when he visited Zappos, he said what he observed? Happiness. He said, as usual, your purpose usually starts with the team and flows from there. And it's impossible to deliver happiness to customers without for delivering, it, delivering it to your team. And I was led to where happiness was delivered. It wasn't a warehouse. It was the call center. That's where the magic happened. Because Zappos prides itself on building real relationships with the customers, they believe it all comes down to relationships, and most companies say that on their website, they say that on their social media platforms, Zappos delivers it every day as best they can. And one of the ways they accomplish that 
is celebrating the amount of time they spend talking to customers on the phone. Most call centers try to get you on and off the phone as soon as possible in order to get to the next customer, not Zappos. You can't hurry real relationships. And so they understand that when it comes to delivering happiness, it comes down to relationships. In fact, the most celebrated, legendary customer call of all time at Zappos goes to an employee who spoke to a customer for six hours. You heard that right, six hours. It turns out a customer had just lost her husband during the course of the conversation. She began to share with the Zappos employee what had happened. Six hours later, a customer became a friend. Now, the customer didn't even end up buying shoes, and that's okay. Because the next time that customer needs shoes, who do you think she's going to call? Because the most important part of the story is that the employee wasn't admonished for spending so much time on the phone and not making a sale. No, the employee was celebrated. Why? She was trying to deliver happiness to a customer who needed it a whole lot more than shoes. This started because Zappos' team is crystal clear about their answer to the question, what do we want to be known for? Well, they sell shoes and apparel, but what they want to be known for is delivering happiness and it's working. What about you and your team? What does your team, what does your organization, what does your church want to be known for? Because once you have a very clear, concise, compelling answer to this question, Your next step is to connect it with the second question, what are we known for? And I had to wrestle with the reality that Southbrook is known for being a place of attraction, but is not known as a place of connection. And I want to be known as a place of authentic connection because we are for people. And I hope you can answer those two questions because only you can answer one of them but your customers are answering the other one for you. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast, this is Charlie McMahon. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.